This episode is brought to you by Empower. While Empower can't tell you who to start at running back each week, they can help you tackle your money questions. Can you retire early? What's your net worth? Will you be able to afford your child's education? With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you can get clarity on your real-life financial goals. Join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. To start today, visit Empower.com. This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. USAA Homeowners Insurance not only helps you cover your home, it also helps you cover your budget, lower your premium in a number of ways, like saving up to 10% when you bundle home and auto insurance, saving up to 15% if you've been claims-free for five years, regardless of your previous insurance provider, and scoring even more deals and discounts on things like home security, moving, and storage with the USAA Perks Program. Tap the banner or visit usaa.com homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Welcome in. Oh! We're spicy today. Monday, October 3rd. The Fantasy Footballers back with you. Jason Moore, Mike Wright, Andy Holloway. At the FF Ballers on Twitter. Welcome into the show. Another weekend of fantasy football. A lot of emotions. Oh, <laughs> yeah. A lot of pain. A lot of joy. A lot yeah. of joy, a lot of confusion. And we're going to get into all of it today. Studs and duds on the show, news to talk about, injuries to talk about. Monday, Punday in a moment, but um, first. Yes, sir. Huge news. Jared Goff is here to uh, announce for us. Uh, Jared Gerf. Now, something that the Foot Clan has asked for for a long time is taking place this week. On Thursday, it's football time with the fantasy footballers. What does that mean? That means we're going to be live during Thursday Night Football on Twitch. You will join us, and we will be calling the game, talking through the game. This will be a watch uh, extravaganza. Yeah, the you, good word. You will... You will not tune in. It's not a party. It's an extravaganza. <laughs> you tune in. We're going to be covering the Thursday night football game live on Twitch with a fantasy focus, right? We're going to be uh, paying attention to what the listeners of this show care about, reacting emotionally at times to what takes place on the field. We watch these games like you watch these games, and so many people have asked us for so many years, Oh, man, you guys should call these games. I would love to hear you guys call a game. And we decided, sure. y'all right. Sure. We should. Well, we, we said, well, we're going to try it out. We're going to try it out one time coming up this Thursday. And we want all of the Foot Clan to be with us there, to join us on our stream, listen to us call the game, have us live react with you. It is going to be awesome. We're going to spend commercial breaks answering questions directly from the Twitch chat. So we'll be getting to, into a lot of fantasy football discussions, and uh, it's going to be super fun. You can tune in on Thursday on Twitch. and um, Twitch.tv slash Fantasy Footballers Podcast. There you go. And we'll get... Uh, We'll get BallersLive.com oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, all set we'll up with for that. you. So you can go to Ballers Live and tune in on Twitch on Thursday. We're calling it football time because it's football time. Yeah. Right? That oh, seems like a good reason. This Thursday, it's football time. That's right. And you can tune <laughs> in to listen. For real. You can tune in and listen to us not talk about Javante Williams and Jonathan Taylor. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey. We're going to talk about. <laughs> going to talk about the awesome uh, – Russell Wilson. That's right. Fantasy oh, man. Superstar. That is getting to talk about Russell Wilson live with the audience. Dangerous. It's going to be a danger witch. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's go ahead and. Ooh, uh, yeah. Everyone get your most dangerous story ready. That's right. For Thursday. Yeah. And on the other side, it's Matty Ice. So oh. it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and, of course, Pity City will take part in the Thursday night football event as well. 
It is Monday. We put the call out on Twitter. Actually, we put it out on it uh, all on platforms. all platforms. Yeah. yeah, for your best Monday Punday reactions to the weekend. Mm. Clyde Edwards, wee there. Uh, we've got uh, Gonathan Taylor oh, mm-hmm. and Grave Davis. And uh, Mike, go ahead and take this one. Which the uh, the best one? Uh, BM Metcalf. I was going to go with Nausea Harris. Oh, Nausea did you think that Harris. was the best one? That's that is so the best good. one. Uh, there's also TJ Hawkinson. Oh, TJ TD Hawkinson. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined it. Whoa. Allie Cox. Kyle Pitts of Hell. Uh-oh. Oh, you had Mike Heavens. <laughs> Joshua Face Palmer. And CD Bam. He's been good. He has. They just needed to get that deck guy out of there. Yes. No, it's nice to see. It really, really is. I, I think that uh, his season is looking like we had hoped previous to uh, week one, and it should only get better as the season goes along. Jalen Tolbert, a healthy scratch in that game. Michael Gallup made his return in CeeDee Lamb. Uh, doing work for fantasy players the last two weeks. Uh Couple reminders, the community, jointhefoot.com. You get a bonus weekly episode of the show. You get access to all of the community forums over on Discord, premium perks. We are launching a brand new dashboard for the Foot Clan today, later this afternoon. Jointhefoot.com to get access. Thefantasyfootballers.com is the website. News and notes from around the league. Presented by USAA Insurance. Well, let's go ahead and start with a running back that is going to be returning as opposed to one leaving. The Washington Commanders expected to activate running back Brian Robinson off the non-football injury list early this week. This is going to coincide, Mike, with the lowest snap yeah. percentage of the season for Antonio Gibson, just 41% of the snaps against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. the the uh, on Spotify Live, he was my panic player this past week because I mean, the week one, you could you knew it was going to happen week one. It was all there, but everything else has just been trending in such a bad direction for Antonio Gibson. No way, like, the, the culmination was going to be, well, Brian Robinson is going to be back, and then it was just they're like, no, no, we're, we're going to close that door a little bit earlier, and we're going to do it this weekend and make sure that J.D. McKissick gets a whole bunch of rushing attempts. Also, injury news. This is where it gets yeah, buckle up. disappointing. Jonathan Taylor went 20 for 41 in this game, exited with a right ankle injury so far this morning, and we will keep you up to date throughout the show because I, I would imagine we may get another update on the imaging and maybe more of an, a prognosis for Thursday. But Ian Rappaport reporting the injury is not, to, not believed to be overly serious. I know they got some tests back already. The Colts unfortunately play the Broncos on Thursday night this week. Fortunately, unfortunately, it depends on the severity of the ankle because if he doesn't play on Thursday, which seems like he might not play on Thursday, he will get another, you know, 10 days after sure. that. It to could get be ready. one game instead of two. Um, so we'll see. Uh, there was some discussion on social media about high ankle sprain, but it seems like it's not going to be long-term. Yeah, at the very least, we know it's not uh, a surgery situation and a season-ending situation like what we fear could happen for the yeah. running back across the field on him uh, from him on Thursday. Javante Williams feared to have suffered a serious right knee injury, and he's going through tests today to confirm the severity. This is devastating, and I don't, I don't want to put the blame on Andy. I don't want to do that. Oh. But this double reaper situation here oh. where he just this week made a trade of Javante and Jonathan Taylor one for one. I see. I'm not saying he did it. But I think he did it. I, it's actually. We can't confirm that he didn't. That's true. Perspective is um <laughs> pretty valuable for fantasy football. I, I did in our league of record make a trade where I included Javante. It was about four players on each side and some picks. 
But I exchanged Javante and I got Jonathan Taylor back. And I'm sitting there. This is the worst professional game of Jonathan Taylor's career, fantasy-wise. He's never scored fewer points, at least when I looked back at the game logs for his entire career, because that's what we do. We want to yes. just wallow in the pit of mm -hmm. sorrow. Yes. I was like, this is the worst game of his career. I just got him. I've never had him. And I and, and this is my debut with Jonathan Taylor. What a disaster. Oh, he's hurt now. What a disaster. Yeah, and, and not only that, but you gave up young, budding superstar Javante Williams to get him. So it was, a, it was the worst loser feeling yeah. uh, that you've had. And then it could, uh, you know, it, not doing the trade would have felt worse because Javante looks like he's going to be out for the year. Um, we've got a waiver show tomorrow. Melvin Gordon will be taking reps on this team who's fumbled four times this year. The offense has been a gross Mike, in Denver. Mike Boone will be a pickup who played more than Melvin Gordon once Javante went out because Gordon is dealing with the fumble. Well, the fumble and Gordon's dealing with his own injury. And, and what, it's a short week. Yeah, and for what it's worth, Mike Boone had two egregious game-ending oh, yes. drops as yes, well. Yes, he did. So uh, that offense is hurting. Daniel Jones, ankle injury, not believed to be serious day-to-day. Uh, Jamison Crowder fractured his ankle in Sunday's game against the Ravens. So tomorrow we'll be talking uh, Isaiah McKenzie, who also exited with a concussion, but will have, you know, I don't know, Khalil Shakir may have an opportunity as he well. certainly does. And what if they threw the ball to Gabe Davis? I mean, just think about that. What if what if they did that? What if nine targets in two weeks? We total. may never know. <laughs> uh, Traylon Burks exited with a left foot injury, was seen leaving the locker room on crutches with a boot. That's not good. The Traylon Burks uh, breakout looks like it's on hold for an extended time. Jahan Dotson exited with a hamstring injury after Ooh. scoring yet again. Um, rookie wide receiver talk. There's a lot of it. Uh, George Pickens as well. We'll talk about him. Brian Hoyer exited early. Backup quarterback for the Patriots. Bailey Zappi. Zap, 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 zap. He was... Zapping people over the field. Yeah, we had a good time on Sunday because when that game was going towards overtime, every time he'd complete a pass, it was just like <laughs> zap, 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 pew, zap, pew, pew, you pew, got, pew, pew. You got zapped. <laughs> so we, this is what we do. Yeah, just wait for Thursday, people. <laughs> Join us for the calling of this game. Oh, yeah, gosh. we, you know, we fill the dead air with things like that, but um, they didn't win. They lost in overtime. That was today's news and notes brought to you by USAA Insurance. Learn more at USAA.com slash insurance. This week's Fantasy Stud Muffins. Well, 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 if it isn't one of, uh, you know, my start of the week, despite having no um, weapons of any kind. Well, he had one. 26 for 39, 378, and 4. Jared Goff, all hailing. This game. Introducing <laughs> Jared Goff. This game. This was one of those games where everything just gets fully out of control. And on both, both sides, the defense just, they can't perform. They choose not to. Well, I, I don't know exactly what happens because we get a few of these every year. Where it's just pure chaos and there's nonstop points. What was the? Did we get over a hundred total? It was 48, points? 48, 45, 48, 45 was the final score. And um, just that's not over a hundred, Mike. But um, it's close. Well, they say don't get defensive, right? And they didn't. So I mean, the 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 two offenses figured it out. There is nothing better for fantasy football than what is happening with the Detroit Lions. They are currently the number one offense and the number thirty second ranked <laughs> the number 32nd the that means it will continue right so beautiful uh geno smith in the same game bro geno you, you want to say something about geno always i i think that geno smith deserves some dap at this point he is he's playing very well he put up 320 and two seven for 49 with a rushing uh, touchdown yeah give, he, give his resume right now so right now we have Geno Smith uh, replacing Russell Wilson. Former first-round draft pick. Uh, or was he second round? Second round, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he had to wait in the green room. It was, That's right. That I was remember a tough that. situation. But Russ is gone. He had to be in a competition with Drew Locke. The, Nobody. The team just continually talked up Drew Locke like he was the best thing since sliced bread. If he were in the draft, Drew Locke would be the number one quarterback in this class. And then Geno ends up beating him out. And now we have seen 
Geno, first in completion rate, fifth in yards per attempt, sixth in QBR, eighth in on target throw rate, and he's sixth, sixth in the league in designed rushing attempts at the quarterback position. Did, are you talking about top 10 quarterback <laughs> on the season, Geno I mean, Smith, quarterback I mean, number nine? Be. He is. He's the quarterback nine on the season for fantasy Oh, I football. thought we were talking about Russ. We're talking about Geno Smith? Oh, no, no. We were talking about the good one. Um, yeah, Ru Russell Wilson uh, has a bit of a pulse this week, 237 and two. Uh, ran one in, so he got to the three-touchdown mark, uh, which is nice because Mike made him his start of the week with a little bit of hope. Was this enough to make you do it again? Because uh, <laughs> this offense, man. No. Okay. It was the one-timer. Well, it was the, the matchup was the, – the Raiders are going to be great, just like the Lions. It's going to be fun to play your quarterbacks against them, against them throughout the season. Now, the Colts on Thursday – At home. You could certainly – do worse at the streaming if you're having to stream your quarterback. Tom Brady, 39 for 52. What a wacky game. 385 and three. Um, so big fantasy day for Tom Brady. First one of the year. Kansas City, I think this was the most scoring in the first half of any game this season, is what they showed on the broadcast. Um, either that or the first quarter. I don't, I don't honestly. There's a remember. lot of points. But, you know, Kansas City just kept. Scoring on the Tampa Bay's vaulted defense. They vaulted? were. I think I meant vaunted. Vaunted. Yeah. vaunted. Uh, they, they were murdered. It's in a vault. Um, they locked it up. That defense locks it down. So I guess that works. A vault works. Yeah. Uh, but, smart. I mean, obviously, this was this was some Super Bowl payback. Yes. This was chip on the shoulder. We have pulled out all the stops, and the Kansas City offense just torched the uh, vaulted Buccaneers <laughs> defense. And the uh, – was it Noah Gray who got the – Oh, that was so got cool. Got the, the Houdini rushing touchdown. Where yeah. he got the lineup Where, at quarterback. So, if you didn't see the play, Patrick Mahomes starts calls for the man in motion. It's Noah Gray, the tight end, who, you know, runs back and forth. Patrick Mahomes like, starts doing slide of hand, trying to get your uh, get the defense attention, like pointed to Kelsey. Meanwhile, Noah Gray just goes right up to the center and quarter – He's the quarterback, whatever. He uh, sneaks it in one yard for a touchdown. And I just my, – my thought – I mean, the play was sensational, but immediately it went to Cliff Kingsbury going, what? I do that stuff too. Why doesn't it work when I do it? Yeah. Uh, you're talking about the fourth and one where they gave an end-around handoff to, to yeah. Mondale Moore. Uh, yeah. I mean, it just – he's he's just not good. I know. I know. So, uh, Patrick Mahomes. So, Cliff, you're, if you're wondering why it doesn't work when you do it and Andy Reid does, it's because you're not good. Yeah, right. that is the answer. Um, At your job. Right. But you have job security. Yes. Patrick Mahomes, big game. Kyler Murray got into the end zone. Uh, two touchdown passes, one rushing. Second half was good. First half was a, a disgrace. When we have well, – speaking of what we were just speaking of, see – a lot of teams they script the first, uh, you know, the first fifteen plays, all that, and so the Cardinals, I believe, are eight uh, first quarters in a row without scoring. So we don't, we don't when when Cliff is scripting it, they're like, man, these these plays are really easy to diagnose as a defense. And then once we're off script, uh, the you know Kyler can get it going. Uh, I could talk all day long about how bad the Cardinals are at two and two, uh, including the fact that they are number one in the National Football League over the last three years in timeouts used to stop a delay of game penalty. Uh, for a an offense that says they're up, you know, fast pace, let's get to the line, let's challenge the defense. Uh, I think there's like a really big delay on the microphone from, from Cliff getting mm -hmm. all the way to it's Kyler. A, it's a tech problem. Could but be. Let me, let's turn it to fantasy because I have two quarterbacks that I recommend you get right now. Number one is Kyler Murray. He is somehow still the quarterback six on the season. He will get DeAndre Hopkins back. And listen, this week will be tough. He's at home against Philadelphia. But following this week, there is a, a four-game stretch. I believe it is Seattle. Uh, in, then the Saints. Saints, and then uh, the somebody else, and then the Saints. And Minnesota, 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 and then the Seahawks again. Uh, yeah, sorry, then the Seahawks again. So you have a four-game stretch. You, you watch the Seahawks. They just gave up 45 points to Detroit with, with one offensive weapon. His name is T.J. Hawkinson. Um, it's going to get a lot better for Kyler. Hopkins is going to come back in that stretch. And they will figure out some things on the offensive side of the football. And I think you pick up Kyler. And the other one is Justin Herbert. He is um, playing well despite having no Keenan Allen. And I think that it's going to get 
very, very good for Herbert as well. So if you're looking at, you know, picking up somebody on the cheap, those are my two targets. Sure. Uh, my one suggestion for Kyler Murray is don't watch. Yeah. Because by halftime, you will have a full heart attack, and the ambulance will come, it will take you away, and you'll miss the second half where he actually puts up points. Yeah, they'll zip you up and everything. Yeah, just don't don't watch it. It's not fun. All right, we had some running backs that had monster performances this week. It just wasn't all of the ones you thought were going to. Josh Jacobs, with the highest snap rate Dude, of his career. Josh Jacobs. 28 for 144, two touchdowns, six targets, 34 opportunities. I played against him in League of Record, and um, congratulations, Joshua. Yeah, the, uh, the utilization of Josh Jacobs has been great all season. Now, this was his, this was his peak, but... 60% week one, 72% snaps week two, 64% week three. He has been the dude for this offense. He's playing very well. Last week, remember, he, he was dealing with an illness, had to fly out separately, right? Yeah, um, yeah. and he obviously has fully recovered. He was just outstanding this week, and kudos to Brooks, who is not in the house right now, who pre-draft you know draft season, when most people didn't watch, want Josh Jacobs, He's like, I want him. I, I think he's going to be great. The nice thing is, is this insane performance is their one win of the year so far. So using him, not getting cute with Brandon Bolden and Amir Abdullah led to a victory. So that that's a, something you like to see. Yeah, I think it's going to be sticky. Not sticky to the point of 144 and two rushing touchdowns, but sticky to the point of he's going like to be honey? good for fantasy all year mm -hmm. and going to be hard to wash off like honey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Austin Eckler, Jason, hey! 13 for 62 rushing touchdown, seven targets, another receiving touchdown. He said, I'm going to deceive you. Mm. I'm going to put up a monster game and make myself the RB five on the year. So that later on, when we forget what week to week felt like, you will think I was awesome the whole time. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, for a guy who had 20 touchdowns last year and zero through, uh, week three, he is now averaging almost a touchdown a game. So that's great. They just all came in one game. So that was nice. Miles Sanders looked amazing. 27 for 134 and two. Where was this last week, Miles? When you made him the start of the week? Yeah, I loved you. And? And now, then he was great this week. Okay. All right. So just, who was your start of the week at running back this past week? Uh, it, I don't remember. Or, or uh, Brees Hall. Okay. Oh, so good. next week good is good for Brees? Well, this week was good for Brees. Uh, Rashad Penny, 17 for 151 and two. Leading rusher on the week, which shout out to the DFS pass and the DFS pod crew. They had a uh, a, a call and a write up on him leading for plus three thousand over there. So hopefully you got the DFS pass. You're reading those articles and they're helping you out. Rashad Penny, are we are we back? Does he get to play Detroit again? N no, I mean at least not next week. I mean you can't be fully back, but. I mean, there was a stretch after the second week of the season. You thought he wasn't playable, mm -hmm. so he's back into. That's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, he's a match. I feel play. like the shoe could drop at any moment, but Ab he right now he's he's a good play. He, he let me let me read you his targets three zero one one. He is not a receiving back at all. That is uh, consistent with his entire NFL career. And this coming week, he's going to play uh, the New Orleans Saints, a very good rushing defense in New Orleans, and so I, I I, would not play him this week, but he's certainly someone that you either hold on to for depth, great matchup play, or you can try to trade high if someone really believes that he's the next great thing or they're a big Seahawks fan. Two more running back studs that are currently the RB3 and 4 on the season, Jamal Williams and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 19 carries apiece, uh, two touchdowns apiece. It was a slow start for Jamal. It was a fast finish. He was great in the spot start here without DeAndre Swift. And ladies and gentlemen, your rookie 101 Clyde Edwards-Alaire over Jonathan Taylor. It's finally paying off. It was it like just like Victor, it's victory lap time, Mike. <laughs> and this was, I mean, I, I'm not victory lapping the injury, but I'm saying that Jonathan Taylor has was bad before the injury, and Clyde has been good all year long. No, no, no. That is that's a victory lap. Oh, dang. Yeah. and it's yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really this is just you make, made the right pick, Mike, uh, yeah, in I'm your just, dynasty. Just you trying made to the, make myself feel a little bit better. Try you going to win this week in dynasty? Oh no, my no. I have bums like Jamar Chase on my squad. Um, I all jokes aside, um, I think that 
with the injury to Jonathan Taylor and the excellence you're seeing out of Clyde Edwards-Alaire, if you could turn one of them into the other, I would still do it. It's it's wild because he, he's been overly efficient. Clyde Edwards-Alaire has been overly efficient. 10, 12, and 12 opportunities those first three games. And then 19 carries. They couldn't be stopped yesterday. I mean, they just couldn't. They couldn't be nowhere. stopped. 19 carries for 92 I mean, yards. Pacheco looked good. Yeah, it, it actually came down to taking Jarek McKinnon a little bit out of the way, and they kind of made it a more of a two-back rotation. Uh, McKinnon was still involved in some goal line situations. It was on the field from time to time, but certainly not like he had been. And uh, Pacheco should be certainly picked up if he's on waivers. Some people upset that we said to uh, trade Clyde on the high. Would you still trade him on yep, the high? Yep, I still would. Damian Pierce, six targets, six catches for eight yards, but 14 for 131 and one had a monster touchdown a run. 75-yard touchdown run. Which I think is uh, one of the longest in quite a while. 68% of snaps in week four, 20 opportunities to Rex Burkhead's five. It's looking really good for Damian Pierce. He's a great player. Still hasn't been used on third down and two-minute drill. Uh, to me, that you know, those are still opportunities – waiting for him, but Burkett will probably keep them this year. The target percentages has flipped, though, from uh, still having been Burkhead to Pierce this week. That is a huge sign going forward that he'll get more and more involved. After week one, I didn't think it was possible. I mean, um, you know, I, I, I was not wanting to hold on to Pierce because in this backfield, to be fantasy relevant, you need all of it. You can't split it. And after week one, when it was all Rex Burkhead and he was behind and then they're saying they're going to get him more involved – I assumed that he would take over the leading back, but would split. He is not splitting. This is he gets all of it. This is a James Robinson Jaguars situation. Yeah, and uh, he's at least explosive. So even in a game where he's not efficient on most of his carries, if he gives you one big one, it helps. A la DeAndre Swift in uh, Detroit a couple of years ago. Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, three of the top ten picks in fantasy drafts. With it's, big weeks. It, it's mostly ho-hum, just status quo for them. But for Christian McCaffrey, nine targets. There we go, Baker. Throw Christian McCaffrey the ball, please. Oh, the garbage man can. Almost exclusively garbage time, but but that's fine. I mean, eight for 27 well, the, on the yes. ground was awful. The The touchdown was, was, a, was a garbage time touchdown. But he was actually, like, we had... I think Christian McCaffrey had not surpassed four receptions on the entire season, and he was at a, at five like just after halftime. And I believe DJ Moore got like eleven targets. So they 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 did what fantasy managers were wanting a little bit more hyper targeting DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey, and they lost in tragic fashion. The Cardinals looked like one of the worst teams in the league, and they beat them by ten points. Yeah, they're they're one of the worst offenses I've ever seen in my life. I don't think Matt Rule will survive the season. Uh, he is terrible. Baker's terrible. And uh, they're very upset. I mean, this was a team that was in competition for Deshaun Watson, who were, was making trades for, uh, was it Gilmore? Who did they trade for in the middle of last year at cornerback that was like a big yeah, win-now move? I think they had traded for Gilmore. Um, yeah, so it, was that right? Yeah, Stephon Gilmore. Well, when they lost their, didn't they lose their rookie? I mean, they, J J C Horn. they yeah. just, they, they have a, there's frustration. They were booing this offense. so um, They deserve to be booed. Yeah, and, and so to the garbage man point, there'll be a lot of it this year. So at least you have the check down Christian McCaffrey there. Let's take a break. Back with the wide receivers. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, Foot Clan, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more of that precious time. The question is time for what? What would you do? Maybe more fantasy football. I don't know. If time was unlimited, how would you use it? Um, what would be the first thing you turn to if you had that extra hour? Uh, I think for me, I would often say maybe I'd finally read that book I wanted to read. Maybe it's uh, being there for a friendship that you haven't been able to be there for. And the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's actually important to you so that you can make those things a priority and therapy can help you figure that out. A therapist can guide you through the process of defining your values and understanding your priorities, and then you know what things you can spend time on and what will really fulfill you. Otherwise, you will be left wishing, like all of us, that we have more time. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp offers convenient, affordable online therapy that comes to you. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash footballers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash footballers. This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. When you're a homeowner in the military community, peace of mind is priority. And USAA Homeowners Insurance is the award-winning service to give you just that. If you have to file a claim, the process is transparent and easy. You can do it all right in the USAA app. And replacement cost coverage comes standard. That means damaged items are repaired or replaced, even if they cost more today than they did when you bought them, which could put your wallet at ease to tap the banner or visit USAA.com slash homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restriction supply. Oh, thank heavens for Mike Evans. 10 targets, eight for 80, two touchdowns. This is Mike Evans, vintage Mike Evans. Yeah, I mean, Brady was like, even the commentators on the broadcast were basically saying there's two offenses. There's one where they're really good and they're targeting Mike Evans, and then there's <laughs> when they're targeting other players. And it, it felt that way. Brady was trying to spread the ball around. He's like, this isn't work. The, Mike, where are you at? <laughs> I'm just looking your way. No reads. Throw it to you. And it worked because he caught 80% of those passes and – two touchdowns yeah. he, he was he was absolutely phenomenal looks great the uh, uh chris godwin did have 10 targets he's he's certainly not in the stud muffin performance this week but to see him back on the field for 70 percent of the snaps and get 10 targets that's very encouraging they have atlanta pittsburgh carolina coming up okay so if you're if it's Delightful. go time like if you have tom brady for example it could be a lot better for a while justin jefferson hey. 13 targets 10 for 147 they did some uh, creative stuff with him in this game, including lining him up in the backfield and running him out into the flats just to get him some looks against Marshall and Lattimore and company. It was a great day. Jefferson got loose for a 50-yarder late in the game. Um, are your fears – I mean, there was a point in this game early, Jason, where you wrote in our Slack channel, when do I start worrying about <laughs> Justin Jefferson? Yeah, in the beginning of this game, it, he, he was um, not involved in – nice ways you know I think he had five receptions but it was like 40 something yards they were targeting him so close to the line of scrimmage nothing deep and being that that was the third game in a row you started to hold your breath started to worry with the new offense but they did open it up things worked out well and um, in the end he had a fantastic game so worries are erased by success budget CD lamb T Higgins with nine targets <laughs> seven for 124 and one How dare you call him budget anything um T. Higgins is great. Who would you rather have between those two? I'm talking budget based on uh, draft, draft capital oh. spent in both Dynasty Leagues okay. and Redraft Leagues. Okay. They produce the same, but you pay half the cost for T. Higgins. Uh, Tyreek Hill, th those were Thursday night games, yep. Higgins and Hill, big weeks. Jamal Agnew. Oh. Um, Swagnew coming through with I mean, Zay Jones being out. I didn't even know he was healthy again. <laughs> this is a Zay Jones yeah. Uh, success story to me because he's just a little bit. He filled in for the Zay Jones role, uh, which has been successful on the season, been very targeted and good for fantasy. And the role continued to succeed, but good job, Jamal Agnew. Well, and, uh, you know, it was at the expense of Christian Kirk as well, who didn't get into the end zone and only had two receptions on guess how many targets? Oh, I don't know. Nine. So That's Kirk like, only caught they, two of nine. They uh, they were playing in heavy rain in the Philadelphia Jets. Yeah, there were successive like drops on yes. back to back yes. plays. Yeah, CD Lamb, uh, expensive T Higgins. I'm sorry. Thank uh, you. Eight targets, <laughs> six for ninety seven and a touchdown. DK oh, Metcalf, ten targets, seven for one forty nine. Despite redlining mid game. <laughs> This was awesome. If you are unaware, DK Metcalf, it, it was very scary. He got it was awesome for us. He got carted to yeah. the locker room. That part which, was not us. Awesome. No, was that that was scary, and it was a report because that's what happened. <laughs> and, it was, and they said no one has any idea what happened. We just know that we saw DK Metcalf get carted off of the field. We didn't. We didn't see the injury. What is happening? Because he wasn't hurt, Jason. He was. He was. Having some tummy troubles, and had, our dude needed to poo. And here's the thing: he tweeted about it yeah. back in the day with oh, Lamar Jackson. It. There was like, oh, did he really have to go to the bathroom? Is that why he went to the locker room? DK Metcalf has confirmed: dude had to poop 
Yeah. And yeah. he said that the clinched walk wouldn't have done the job. <laughs> See, here's here's the best part. I've never needed the uh the the ride. Oh, I've certainly needed one. You don't have a like a poop golf cart waiting for you? I would have gladly accepted it many times. That like DK Metcalf just with that one joke. I mean, of course there will be jokes throughout history now, but it's just it's so much different than Lamar Jackson of deny, deny, deny. We all saw Lamar Jackson doing the clinched run to the locker room. DK Metcalf said, "I'm going in style, baby." I hope I hope this is the take me there. I know somebody somebody was like posting King Mode or something. Yeah. I mean, you want to endear yourself to the fantasy community, embrace yes. the dump. I mean, everybody does it. We all poop. And I mean, he already went seven for one forty nine. Hopefully, this helps open up all the rest of the NFL players to a to the communication, being able to just admit when you got to go. Uh, Hollywood Brown, eleven targets. Six for eighty-eight and a touchdown has been awesome this year. If you, yeah, top I mean, ten wide receiver so far. Some of his catches in each of the last several games have been outstanding. Difficult to to get the ball. Difficult to get your feet in bounds, and he's just looked absolutely amazing. So I'm excited for his prospects when he gets to go down the field more. I assume when Hopkins comes back, mm, I think he's not safe. I think he is playing in the Hopkins role right now. And the, the the offense that they want to kind of unleash is not able to be uh, fully unleashed until Hopkins gets back. But uh, the 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 takeaway is he's playing outstanding. Yeah, and I I'm not looking to like I'm not saying he's a buy. I'm not saying he's a sell. I think he's just going to be a, a start worthy fantasy football wide receiver with or without Hopkins. People are disappointed in him right now. Like who? People, I, I think people who drafted Marquise Brown have felt disappointed in him those first couple weeks when he wasn't, you know, getting 10 targets in those weeks. But right now, after a month of the season, he is the wide receiver eight. He's yeah, been I mean, he's, really good. Yeah, he has. He's, he's been great. I think uh, those those sad feelings have worn off by now. Josh Reynolds, seven for 78 and a touchdown. Corey Davis, five for 74 and a touchdown. Mike Williams. Thank goodness. Yes. 11 targets, 7 for 120. Um, and by the way, Darnell Mooney is alive. Oh, hey. Good. 4 for 94. It's because he got one big bomb, say, how much, so, bomb uh, reception. Which yeah, he, he had to try so very hard to catch. Well, and he did it. I mean, it, it, the long, it was a 56-yard pass, so he still had some other stuff on top of that. And your recommendation, Mike? Uh, I just didn't enjoy that and then move on. Okay. Well, here here was the story of the weekend, really. Um, <laughs> the shiny turd. The shiny turd. Jason, why don't you break it down? Oh, my start of the week. TJ Hawkinson, 12 targets, 8 receptions, 179 yards, and 2 touchdowns. It might be a couple months before he accumulates his next 179 yards, but this was outstanding when... Uh, all the other uh, main weapons, DJ Chark and Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift were gone. You knew that they needed TJ Hawkinson to step up. What was nice is you could see, like, he is actually a good player. He is actually good. They just don't usually utilize him <laughs> you. In, the, in that way. They, they keep him too close to the line of scrimmage, little rollouts and dink and dunks, but he has the physical ability to be more now, special you were mentioning by the way that's the seventh highest tight end single game fantasy score in the history of the nfl now you were mentioning something about a trade with al borland now was yes. there a trade offer made to al borland before this week that the, included tj hawkins there was it also included a player we just mentioned mike williams who went oh uh, really yeah seven for 120 and romeo dobbs had a good week too right oh yeah he was in that trade as well and, and a wow. third rounder and a third rounder. wow um, and that, what was that all for? I was going to get Mark Andrews and his two and a half fantasy points. Now, that being said, this is a keeper league, and I don't blame him for turning that trade down, and I, I'm not even saying that, that he should have taken that trade, but what would have happened to my soul and my life should I have traded Hawkinson, Mike Williams, wow. Dobbs, and a third to get back two and a half fantasy points? I would have lost this week instead of dominate. And I would have crawled into a hole that I would not have come out of for a long time. So, Al, thank you for turning down that trade. You're welcome. And I, I'm assuming the inverse with you losing two, that might have. I probably would have won. Okay. You yeah. de he, they, those those guys scored <laughs> 95 points. Yes, he would have won. I didn't do the math, but 
I assume I would have won. <laughs> Last week, it was Jelani Woods. This week, it's Mo Cox. Six targets, six for 85 and two. Yeah, we like this. Guy. Thank you. Thank you. Gigantor was the um, tight end of choice this week. Thursday night, it's football time. We'll be covering the Colts game. And, you know, they use all these guys. They use Kylan Granson. They use Jelani Woods. They use Mo Cox. And the reason they do that is because... They're the tallest people in the world. And they have no other wide receiver. They don't have – I mean, look, here, here's what I realized this week because uh, we haven't got to the duds yet, but Michael Pittman. Look, you can't be a successful city. I learned this um, from SimCity. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. But you can't be a successful city without neighboring cities. You need some trade channels. You need to be able to go and barter. You need to be able – you can't just be all oh. by yourself in the world. You need to be able to have neighboring cities. There are none. I thought it was about making sure your commercial and industrial was zoned properly. That's also part of it. That's which, step okay. one. That's yeah. a little earlier. Yeah, and then obviously you got to get in some infrastructure. And, but and the power plant. Don't put it in the middle. No, no. Let's not gloss over infrastructure. I think that the uh, the road system <laughs> and especially the freeways were extraordinarily important. They were very key, and you don't want any gaps um, no, in no, the no. water system. Keep it from tight. what I remember, you got to see it. It's I love are we fun. talking two thousand now. I oh, will say yeah. this. <laughs> Alec Pierce uh, did go uh, six targets, four for 80 in this game. So he is emerging okay. emerging okay. a little bit. We like that. Um, back to the tight ends, though. Uh, Kelsey, great. Gerald Everett, awesome. Five for 61 and a touchdown. Yeah, we'll take it. Um, I like how we, we, you know, Bob Tunyon, two for 22 and a touchdown. Touchdown guarantee. Paid off. That's it, though. Um, but it was nice to see. Will Disley got into the oh, end zone. Yes, he oh, yes, did. Oh, Big Montana. Man. Yes. This, this feller this year. Yeah. Like, do you guys understand? He's been a, a, the tight end seven or better in three of four games. Well, if Geno Smith's a real thing, you still can't play Disley. I probably not. No, definitely not. And here's why. He's the a same, touchdown dependent. It, it, is, uh, it is the exact same reason you can't chase Mo Alley Cox. Because well, both you of would these, never catch him. <laughs> you could catch him, but you, you just got. You, what are you going to do? Climb? You're just going to climb him while he runs? Um, the the point here is both of these teams have three tight ends in a three headed. Yeah, no fan scored in this game. And so while you can chase them in a DFS play uh, for you know obviously the the upside of touchdowns are prevalent for both teams. I don't think you can roster in a home league a guy that's in a three-way tight end timeshare and plug them into your lineup with any kind of anything other than just a prayer. Yes, I, I agree. Zach Ertz, Pat Fryermuth, more targets for those guys. They were much better, and that's who I would go with. This is the visited the end zone crew, which happens every week. Uh, so Hayden Hurst got in there, Disley, like you said, but let's move on. Pooped in his big boy pants. All right, Mike, your uh, your League of Records squad, led by Lamar Jackson, yeah. was uh, what's on its way the past couple of weeks. There, there was some coming back down to earth well, Lamar, on the superstar quarterback sure. category, specifically with Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts this week, who, uh, for fantasy purposes, just weren't elite. Yeah, Lamar Jackson was on his way. It was, I mean, credit to the Buffalo Bills defense because they, I believe the the Ravens put up 20 points in the first half. Lamar Jackson in our scoring format was sitting on about 14, 15 fantasy points. And then, so the, so the, did the Ravens not score in the second half? Correct. Yeah. I mean, they, they got shut down. Looked like Lamar was ready to have a, or on his way to another big game and then stalled out at halftime yeah both Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts were in uh and both were in the rain games too right that's what I was going to bring up they were in inclement weather they were certainly disappointing for what they had been doing and what you hope you get but they weren't atrocious uh, neither one of them were uh, had terrible games like if you watch the game you wouldn't say oh man they played just super poorly Jalen Hurts you had uh two rushing touchdowns by Miles Sanders another rushing touchdown uh, by Kenneth Gainwell. They, the, the touchdowns just happened to that direction. Marcus Mariota is awful. <laughs> I mean, he completed seven passes. If we're going to throw Justin Fields under the bus. Uh, but they won. Yeah, I know. But 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 <laughs> it was awful. It 
It was terrible. Here, here's. Can I? I need to get on. Okay. I need to climb up onto a box here. Okay. <sighs> this is a Kyle Pitts box. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I thought so. Listen, <laughs> Kyle Pitts can never, <laughs> ever, 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 ever come close to what T.J. Hawkinson did. Ever. This year. With Marcus Mariota. Ah. Uh. Or Desmond Ritter, probably. I mean, the chance you have to be in a world where your quarterback is throwing the way Jared Goff is throwing. Yes, Kyle Pitts could catch an 80-yard touchdown ball. That'll happen someday, I probably. But he can never, <laughs> ever, ever approach anything like the Hawkinson game. Ever. Seven completions? His high on the season is 229 passing yards. And it, and we've been talking him up as right. having played well for for the expectation of Marcus sure. Mariota I mean, and for the Falcons, but it is the pits. This is the pits. Oh yeah. But you, 14 I mean, rushing plays in a row after an interception by Mariota. And they won that's yeah. the, the worst part. They won the game. Look, shame on you Cleveland. You how uh, how can a team run 14 times in a row and you let them win? Oh, they got Derek hit or uh no, 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 no. It's uh, Tyler Algier. Tyler Algier was some of it. And yeah. uh, what was the other guy? Yeah. Caleb Huntley. Caleb. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Now it makes sense. Yeah, Caleb Huntley. You can't stop Caleb Hunt Huntley? Is that, <laughs> is that the name? Am I saying it right? Yeah, am I saying that right? Uh, you can't just stop. No one can stop. What was his name? <laughs> Caleb Huntley. Shame on you, Cleveland. So, anyways, Cordero was injured for a significant part of this game where he was sure. out, and they were just running was, the ball. I'm, was I'm, also I'm just wrapping the Kyle Pitts dud into the Mariota dud because they belong together. They're yoked, and it sucks because they're leading you off a cliff. I don't know if that could happen to you in Oregon Trail, but uh, if Marcus Mariota cliff? was playing, he could. I think that's more lemmings. Okay. Yeah, you could have gone with like fjording a real deep river of poop. <laughs> wow! So, someone oh, has man. Kyle Pitts on their <laughs> roster, and they are feeling what you are feeling. So, tell the people who have <laughs> Kyle Pitts. You can do nothing. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just live. Just live inside the poopy river. It's there's nothing you can do. You can't trade him. You can't trade. But sure. But it, what are you gonna get? Who would you rather have, Gerald Everett or Kyle Pitts? If you can trade him for George Kittle, maybe now you do that. I don't think you can. Last week I could have. Who should you? I was offered that, and I said no. Oh. I want Kyle Pitts. Okay, who should you start, <laughs> Kyle Pitts or Gerald Everett? Like you've got both on your roster. You were able to pick up Everett off the waivers. Now remember, Kyle Pitts saw twenty-two percent of the of the Atlanta Falcons targets this last week. I'm not. I can't. I will never bench him. I will never do it. Yo, I will man. never put Kyle Pitts on my bench. It will never happen. It will never happen for anybody that has him. All of us live with the combine rolling in our heads, waiting. Tyler Higby or Kyle Pitts. Yeah. I you, mean, I think you should you be starting the these other people. <laughs> no. I'm not, I, maybe, but I'm not going to. I'm going to die here. Okay. On the hill. Well, that, with Marcus, that that hill wait, and wait, Arthur. Wait, 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 wait hold on, Andy. Would you don't this, even don't Andy, I don't know if I could handle this. Would right you now. trade Kyle Pitts for T.J. Hawkinson? No, straight up. No, I have Hawkinson. You have Pitts. Kyle. No, no, we die so, here, right? I, Kyle, I will, I will die with you. Yes. Andy. So I just want to. I just want you to officially turn down the trade offer. If I. Uh, if I offer you TJ you, you, Hawkinson. It's an if? Hold on. Yeah, I'm living, <laughs> you're living in the if? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Jay, are you actually going to – you'd rather I, have Kyle Pitts? I wanted the confirmation he was going to turn down the trade before I made it an official trade offer because I'm terrified of what would happen if I traded Hawkinson. Last Pitts. week you called Hawkinson a huge turd. No, that was two weeks ago. Okay. Thank you. No, uh, last I am week dying. you called him a shiny turd. Yes. Thank you. See, was, and, and he was pretty shiny. Kyle Pitts has – Kyle Pitts is the stock that like craters once you still have it and you know that the oh, company, hodl. you know this, that you have to hold it. We got a hodl, Kyle yes, Pitts. That's what it is. What do you do? Do you sell it low? You don't sell that stock low if you believe in the company or at least one of the parts of the company. 
I don't think I could trade TJ Hawkinson for Pitts right now. Oh, you just uh! No, I really don't. I would not. Because Amon Ra might miss another game. It looks like Swift probably will before they're by. Also, Kyle Pitts has scored three or fewer fantasy points in three or four games. Yeah. Three. So, I think. Casey I think Hill it, is averaging more <laughs> points per there week. There it is. There it is. Than Kyle Pitts. Oh, yeah. gosh. Okay. All right. I, is I, this over with? Is the show done? Trade retract. Well, I mean, the Kyle Pitts journey is not over. It's just beginning. The the thing is, you is, got a lot of weeks with Kyle listen, Pitts. Listen, he sucked before this week. He sucked this week. I still had offers last week for George Kittle for Kyle Pitts. I, I had the offer. I took it out. You're that's, running out of time. That's why I'm saying you can. You can absolutely still, still trick people. You can absolutely trade Kyle Pitts. Most players when they suck for a month. You cannot get anything of value. But Kyle Pitts, you can absolutely get value. If you, if you had come to me and said, I want Hawkinson for Pitts, I would have swept bullets. I, because, I, of course, I should take Kyle Pitts. Like, that's not a question talent But it's super, 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 super is now. Yeah. With I'm, the situation. Let me throw this out. No. Kyle Pitts and the Marcus Mariota-led Atlanta Falcons will be taking on Tampa Bay on the road next week. Nice. They're going to follow that up at home versus the San Francisco 49ers. Honestly, thrilled about both of those matchups. Not a joke. Thrilled. You will not run 14 straight times against Tampa Bay and San Francisco. But can you throw? No, of course. You can't do either. <laughs> Look, this is not... Here's the problem. I can't trade him because I can't be alive if i trade him and he blows up i can't be alive then but the, so what you're saying is you can trade him and still live right yeah cause right because there's no risk of my life ending <laughs> all right is what you're saying what about zach Ertz? would you trade him no for zach Ertz? no i'm no. not trading for anybody but expiring. andrews and kelsey same thing as last week except for maybe kittle maybe D i've changed my mind dallas on kittle. goddard I would definitely take Dallas Goddard Look, over. Why are you asking me the same because question over people, and over again? Because people, people out there need to know. No, people but you already Pitts. know my answer. I know your answer. Let me talk so to Mike. So stop asking me. Okay. Mike, if you had Kyle Pitts, yeah. would you try to offer him for Dallas Goddard? I would try to get Dallas Goddard plus, uh, but at the end of the day, I think you might just have to suck it up and take Goddard. Do you try to target someone like Pat Fryer Muth plus like get a running back or a wide receiver like get a totally different piece so, Muth is, and just is tough we we didn't mention at the top that Kenny uh Kenny Pickett took over for Mitch Trubisky at halftime and the I would believe in, in that this is what the Steelers are going to do like the transition happened it's not when you have a first round quarterback it's the rare thing to put them in for a half and then go, okay, we got to get the veteran back in. It, like, Kenny's going to be the quarterback of this team now. Do you have more hope for Friar Muth? Because if you do, then maybe you trade Kyle Pitts for Muth Plus. Yeah. But that's tough, man. Uh, that's who's, tough. Who's, who has more uh, average points per game this season, Kyle Pitts or Colby Parkinson? <laughs> oh, sorry. Good. Who? <laughs> yeah. You shut up, Jason. You shut your mouth. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Just. You know Man. what? I, I'm I'm gonna have to do it right now. Oh no! I didn't want to because I've been right for two straight weeks, and I didn't want to, have to use it up. Because, but I I'm, don't do this. Don't no. don't taint don't taint the guarantee. Kyle Pitts is scoring a touchdown. Next no, week. he's not. Oh my god! I'm making it happen right here, right now. Start you, of the week. You believe? Start it? of the week. Kyle Pitts. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes, he's getting into the end zone to redeem this moment well, here's, on the show. Do you is, want a Kyle Pitts, Colby Parkinson? <laughs> Kyle Pitts will definitely run around in the end zone. Man, all right. Well, you heard it here. Like you've been right the last two weeks. How so. about your stupid my guy Jalen Hurts and how much he sucked this week? Let's talk about him. <laughs> Let's talk about him, Jason. All right. 16 for 25, can't throw passing touchdowns. Still quarterback three on the season, including this week. What was he this week, though? What was his fantasy output? I'm not saying that sarcastically. I actually don't know the final. Uh, very, very poor. Again, uh, it was 16 again, fantasy points. Play, playing uh, – how many touchdowns on the year does, does he have through four games? Oh, good question. Um, I'm not asking you to look it up. I'm asking you to guess. Passing touchdowns is what you're saying. Because yes. the touchdowns would include rushing, which he has several. I would guess. <laughs> yeah, that's a four? weird question. It was four. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Two games without him, and then three last week, one the week before. Derek Carr. <laughs> uh, Trevor Lawrence. Terrible week. Kirk Cousins. I don't know why. he. I mean, this wasn't that bad. 
but it wasn't that good. It started off extremely hot for Cousins. Carson Wentz. Oh, man. In command of that offensive offense. Yeah, it was a tough matchup against Dallas, and uh, I don't. Wh I'm when fully did they on lose? tilt. I am fully yeah, on yeah, emotional left tilt. I am not part of the show anymore. I'm living in the in a pit. Yeah, where I belong. Well, let's talk about Jonathan Taylor then, who went twenty <laughs> for forty-two. Twenty for forty. Oh, my starting running back. Yeah, against what was the worst run defense going into the week. Um, they are no longer that way because they shut down Jonathan Taylor, who got 20 carries in this game uh, and three targets, did absolutely nothing with it. Jonathan Taylor was banged up before the game, which I, I think it was a toe injury. It was. So that's – I, I he, he had, for Taylor, I'm I'm excusing it away with the injury and let's let him heal up and come back strong. This, this is – I will say that it's a bigger problem than any injury for Jonathan Taylor. It's a problem with Matt Ryan. It's a problem with the Colts' defense. Those are the two – Huge changes from last season. The Colts were an elite defense last year. They haven't been thus far. The second half was better than the first, which was a disaster. But Matt Ryan can't move the football. The defense can't stop people. And let's be honest. I mean, there people are approaching game plans right now with the Colts with more attention than Jonathan Taylor's ever received in his entire career, and it's working. Yeah, Matt Ryan is truly bad it, it was one of those things where the first half of the first game this season where the three of us were watching uh the Colts and we're like what happened? oh my goodness yeah. he just looks terrible but you don't think it's gonna stick but we're a month into this season and he looks like there is no difference between him and Joe Flacco none if yeah. you put them if you put them in the same that you swap them out no one would notice the difference in the, the stat the, sheet the true question is is there a difference between Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz and I don't think we want to answer well, that question. Yes, Wentz is better. Um, the difference is they're both bad. Both can't get the job. To, both can't win a Super Bowl. Uh, but you got a bunch of picks for Carson Wentz, so you can you, you can look at the future. That's true. Where the the Manders are stuck with Carson Wentz. Uh, Javante Williams just ten for twenty eight before the yeah. serious injury. Melvin Gordon was trash. I mean, he finally saw a snap, fumbled it. Um, it's a bad situation. The running game in Denver has not paid dividends. The worst part of this is before he went down to injury, it finally happened. They gave him the full workload. Yes, they did. He was getting absolutely everything. everything. And and it was uh, this, just heartbreaking. 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 Uh, this was not a week for the running backs in Jacksonville. They combined for 16 carries and uh, just over 50 total yards. James Robinson, no targets. Travis Etienne. Junior, keyword junior, because he's little. <laughs> I don't care what you print up on the sheet. He's a tiny, tiny guy that will never be a workhorse. He's a work pony. He's got one target. Someone get Andy in, is on fire. Get Andy some caramels. We need we need to get this guy back in the in the positive space. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. There's people wanting to live down here with me. There are people taking taking the uh, they're rolling themselves into the pit. We're yeah. in the upside down. We've got a bag of Werther's in a glass case. Okay. There's, a whole, there's a whole bunch of people. I mean, Papa Josh, you're on microphone, right? Yep. Papa Josh is here. You have Travis Etienne. What, we were playing some video games last night. What was your big question? Is he ever going to be good? No. Uh, I know. I, no one's I, ever going to be good ever. Everybody sucks. <laughs> yeah. I you, mean, he will never be a workhorse. It, I, I would I would agree that he probably won't be a workhorse back, but he what we saw in this game <laughs> was the downside. Why we've been saying you should sell James Robinson for the last several weeks is that they've had positive game scripts, surprisingly. The Jacksonville Jaguars have looked great so far this season, and they've been ahead in games we didn't expect them to be ahead. Well, they were trailing in this game, and in those situations – the usage percentage switched to Travis Etienne. Now, he didn't do much with it, but the real issue here is that James Robinson is not game script proof. When they are in passing situations, it goes towards Travis Etienne. I right. do think with his uh, explosiveness, he'll have he'll have good games. I, uh, I'm trading for James Robinson 100% right now. He's uh, he's I would probably going to have a good run Philadelphia's here. defense is outstanding. I mean, they're, they're awesome. People have off weeks. What does Doug Peterson want to do? He wants to give him the ball 20 times. Houston, I'm trading for him. Yeah, Houston and the Colts. That's what I was And thinking. then the Giants. Like, the, yeah, this is a good time. It's going to be a good run. Yeah, I, I don't I – don't, I don't, it's game script 
is what matters for James Robinson, and, and it appears to be three good game scripts. All right, let, let's. Uh, there are some other running backs that we have to address because this is the this is week four, week four in the books for most teams, and truths, lies of the offseason coming to fruition. James Conner's one of the lies right now. James Conner has been really, really bad, not scoring. The offense is bad. You know, the bet on James Conner right now might not paying off. No, it, it is definitely not. He he wasn't – his thing was not efficiency on the ground. It was – he was great in the passing game. And we're just – we're not getting enough of that and we're not getting enough touchdown opportunity. And then Najee Harris. Look, we receive more hate for having him ranked like eight or nine in the top ten instead of four or five. But this was the risk. No Big Ben was a massive risk for Najee Harris. He has not been historically an efficient between-the-tackles runner yet at the NFL level. He's been a volume play. Zero targets in this ball game for Najee Harris. Gross. And a new quarterback. Yeah, that was... Is there... I mean, are you trading him away? Uh, it, it's always hard to trade a running back who gets guaranteed volume away because you need to have Would depth. Would you trade him for need... James Robinson? No. No, certainly not. Najee is game script proof. Um, I would, if I would much rather have Najee than James Robinson. So the the run here for Najee is pretty brutal. You have Buffalo on the road, Tampa Bay, Miami, the Philadelphia Eagles, and then the bye week, and then the 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 second half schedule really opens up. So I I think I might try to target Najee in a couple weeks to, as a trade extremely low. You could. Because it might be a couple bad stat lines and yeah, you yeah. pick up guaranteed volume. I yeah. don't mind that. You 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 might be able to trade low for him right now uh, if there's a tilting manager who because you had to you you drafted him in the first and it it's been okay ish. So there's there's a chance that whoever drafted Najee is struggling in your league, so maybe you can go get him. But wait a couple of weeks, that price might go down even more. Amari Cooper four targets, one catch. It was a bad game against Atlanta. Gabe yeah. Davis one for thirteen. Um, this is, you know, he's been hurt, but he also has yet to produce an NFL season of consistency of any kind. So it's harder when that has, when you have an expectation and you mix injury in and you go, well, is this what you would get regardless of injury? Or is this just because of injury? Because we have hopes for him, like, what where are you with Gabe Davis? Yeah, that's a a great way to look at it. There there is an outcome here where he isn't as good as as you hoped. I don't think that that's what's going on. The fact that he was you know he missed a game and then was like uh, he's he might be able to play and then was missing practices after getting back. He is what we know for sure is that he's still dealing with an ankle in, I, I, issue. Um, he is still missing practices. He is not at a one hundred percent. What we don't know for sure is that if he were a hundred percent, that he's just awesome. Right. We we don't know that. But I'm going to say that you know if we know he's not a hundred percent, and when he has been, you know, week one he uh, caught the first touchdown of the NFL season. He's on a great offense. Now they lose um, two slot wide receivers. Ten percent target share the past two weeks with the potential ankle injury. It's a little scary to lock him in your lineup. No, I, I, I honestly, I don't even know if I would start him this week, but I'm not trading him away, um, and I'm not certainly never not cutting him. He's you know the uh, playing most of the snaps for the Bills, like of right. course. Let's, so right now he's just on my bench, and I'm waiting till he gets healthy. Let's play a game of Are You Worried real quick. Drake London, two for seventeen. No, got seven targets, which was thirty nine percent. Oh. I'd be worried. I'm seven not. attempted, seven completions for Marcus Mariota I'm, means that Drake London is not a lock for your lineup. I'm not concerned. Okay. Michael Pittman, six targets, three for 31. Uh, Target counts. Week one, 13. Week three, nine. Week four, six. Alec Pierce, four catches in this game, bigger game. A Mildly. Deontay Johnson, two for 11. I'm, I'm George, certainly worried here just because George Pickens – became the 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 one and this was when Kenny Pickett came in for the second half so we've my my concerns preseason of Deontay Johnson when I thought Kenny Pickett was going to be the starter and I was you know given a bunch of flack for oh well we you know he's he'll obviously still be the one and he'll earn the targets he could be but like we saw one half with Kenny Pickett and Deontay Johnson was right. um nothing now he was also a 
centimeter at the most away from having a touchdown in this game, and you'd feel a little better. But, uh, yeah, you've got to be worried with Kenny Pickett. Prior to this week with Kenny Pickett, Deontay Johnson was on 187 target pace over the first three weeks, just four targets in this game. George Pickens' target share went to 29.7%. Yeah. So something to monitor. Uh, the the whole entire Pittsburgh offense is is something we'll be talking about a lot this week. Sure. Uh, Jalen Waddle with the injury, we're nope. not worried. Nope. Um, Claypool, Goost, you can cut Chase Claypool. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Devontae Smith, three for seventeen after everybody trusted him. Not nope. worried. Rain game. Yep. Uh, Rashad Bateman, three for seventeen. Rashad Bateman, I I was worried coming into this week of just does he have enough target volume and reception totals to be a reliable start? Probably not, but he's got the big playability where I'm still going to have him in my lineup. What happened in this game was he was injured in the second half. I think it was like the first play of the second half. He got injured. He was yes, and he didn't come back. Yeah, so he only played. You know, he he didn't play half of this game. And so it's really sad, and and obviously you put that hand in hand with the fact that, I mean, how was Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson yep. was great in the first half, sure, and then couldn't do anything in the second half, and he didn't have Rashad Bateman. So I am worried about the injury. I want to monitor that this week, um, and then uh, otherwise, I I think Rashad Bateman is what he is, which is a small volume, huge play guy. Dalton Schultz wants to talk tight end, uh, duds, zero catches on three targets, um. Evan Ingram, one catch. Darren Waller, three catches. Mark Andrews, just two for 15. Disappointing, especially with Bateman off the field, that you didn't get more out of Mark Andrews. Yep, absolutely. The are we Mark Andrews, not concerned at all. Are you concerned about Darren Waller? Uh, he opened opened the season pretty hot there with a, with a tight end nine and a tight end two finish, but then has been outside of the top 25 the last two weeks. It's been some concern there in general, I think, ever since – what the middle of last year with Renfro's um, emergence, Mac Hollins getting opportunities, Devonte Adams target and, share, and that's like, I mean, to go week three against Tennessee with, uh, you know, with the Renfro injury, and Waller should have been the one to, to they're step not, up. They're just missing. You watch these games; they're missing on these bigger plays across the middle of the field. So I don't know if you lay that at the feet of Waller not getting separation or Carr not connecting down the field, but it feels like they're one big play away every week, and it just doesn't happen. Yeah, right, I'm, I'm not trying to open the tilt again, but would you rather have Kyle Pitts or Darren Waller? Like, where is that level of concern for Waller? It, it has to be Waller, right? I don't answer these questions. Yeah, okay, that's fine. okay, Jason, it has it, to be. It has to be Waller. He's <laughs> okay. got a he's got a history of success. He's on a better offense. You know, he, Andy talked about he can't do what Hawkinson could do because he needs a quarterback like Goff. Well, that's their car. And I am a little concerned. Five targets of back-to-back weeks, that's not good enough. But I'm not concerned because he's got the talent and the history of big performances. Is he going to be a weekly baseline that is wonderful and always going to be great? No. But does he have the ability and the talent to have a weak winning performance? Absolutely. So Over the last two weeks, Kyle Pitt's much better than Darren Waller. Thank <laughs> you very much. The mental breakdown comes to an end. Thank you for tuning in. Waiver Wire show tomorrow. Enjoy Monday Night Football. And don't forget, Thursday, mm. join us on Twitch, BallersLive.com. See you tomorrow, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on Twitter at the FFBallers. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more.